This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. I am Tyler Scheid, your sports master. The know-how, the knowledge flows from my brain to my lips and out for your ears to enjoy here on this podcast about sports. But I'm not alone. No, you could never be alone. I am here with the illustrious, the glorious learner further knowledge and beautiful mark i saw a man getting slapped into next century <laughs> i was doing some sports research well i mean i was browsing the internet and i saw we did an episode on slap fighting right yes uh, my name is mark Blair, by the way but i saw and this is part of the reason why i'm like ooh, i don't know about this sport gang because people brought up that we were quoting from a league that was abolished or whatever yeah or something slap like that. strike yeah and there was a new one that was still going on, but I saw a match, and this guy, his face was swollen up to double his head's huge. F- it was, and it was like covered in chalk from the dust. Yeah, but it was bleeding through it. It looked horrifying. I saw that video. You saw that. One. I saw that one. It was awful. It's horrible. It's the fact horrible. that he was allowed to continue is what scares me even more. They just kept going. Like if you want to talk about brain damage, I think repeated strikes to the head, especially the chin to rotate it, that's bad for the brain. Well, I'm even thinking of the fact that like what's happening right there is is inflammation yeah. and bruising. Oh, absolutely. And the amount that is swollen, the amount of blood that's in there. Yes. Like, if that ruptured, yes, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. Everything about it was terrifying. Good thing there's no one slapping him in the swollen bag on his head as hard as they can. No, why would they ever? Why would they do that? No. Either way, I'm not really convinced about that. I don't know if anyone would be able to come up with an argument about the nobility and the honor of the slap fight. I think it's just asking for trouble and someone's going to get horribly, horribly brain damaged. It's true. Anyway, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing brilliant. Are you? Because I've got words here that say otherwise. Oh, oh. It's time for Tyler's love life. We're getting into the <laughs> nitty gritty of it. We're getting into the itty bitty of it. Not, We're no. getting into the yeah. All right. So, what was your first one? <laughs> <laughs> Just 
That is not what this episode's about. Are you sure? I'm positive. This is my episode. I read on the synopsis it was going to get wet and wild. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's what it says. It almost happened because you almost made me spit my water out of my mouth. Yeah, was that your first experience? Spitting water out of my mouth? I've done that I don't know what you do. I don't do that. How could you make that sexual? Don't look up and think (laughs) on me. Don't do that. (laughs) You pervert. No, no, no. All right, so the description does have wet and wild in it, though. Am I wrong? Yes, for this episode, yeah. Yeah, this episode, it says wet and wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this about my sex life? (laughs) No, no. This episode is about how weather, climate, and environment affect sport. Well, I think we can all agree that's much more boring than your love life. I think I want to know about your no, love it's, life. It, this is definitely more intriguing than my love life. Are my, you sure? I am absolutely Are positive. Are you 100% sure? Yes. Well, we can explore and we'll just do both. We'll compare them. An, an hour, we'll just do the, we'll just do the weather one. Fine, fine. I guess it's a sports podcast. But before we do that, we do have to get some jacuzzis out of the way. Oh? Okay. Are they weather related? No. One of them is by DJ Wilson, 1993, that said, we in the eastern United States pronounce the range of mountains that run from Maine to Alabama, the Appalachian Mountains. If we hear you pronounce it Appalachian, we'll throw an apple at you. Well, it's the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is this, this is this, this is dumb. Oh, we're going to throw an apple at you. Oh, thank you for the sweet breakfast snack like and I, of energy. I get that the like people who live in N- Nevada. Wait. Or is it Nevada? It's Nevada. It's Nevada. Yes. Even though it looks like it should be pronounced Nevada, it's not. It's not a. It's Nevada. And they get really mad. They do. They get mad if you say that wrong. And I'm like, okay, all right. But I have always known the Appalachian Mountains as the Appalachian Mountains. Yes. And I don't know of anyone that calls it the Appalachian Mountains. Apparently you do now. All right, fair enough. Okay. (laughs) That's more of a jacuzzi that I was just like, I don't know how to do that. Also, what episode did we talk about the Appalachian Mountains in? I don't know if I... It just came out of nowhere. I don't know. These jacuzzis just happened. The other jacuzzi, the Lunar Eclipse Kitty, says, How dare you, Tyler, use AD and that other one in the soccer primer? We do not use that anymore. We use current common era, CE. And before the current common era, BCE, get it right, we aren't all religious peoples. Oh, you're talking about the denotion of yes, years. exactly. I was like, what? You know what's so funny is like, I don't even recognize BC as like standing for before Christ. And plus AD is like some anti denomination <laughs> All I know is BC, B is before and is, that's all it is. And A is after. Yeah. yeah. After, before, after, before, after. So B, you got the B time and A time. Now, I, now this is totally fine because this is actually new to me. I didn't know that there was actually different nomenclature. I didn't either. That people were using for it for current era and before current era. Well, I can tell you my research is what told me BC and AD. So <laughs> it's just one of those things that get baked in so hard that you never even think about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go, ah, uh, 2000 BC and then make the cross. <laughs> this was before you were born. Oh, God, do you remember? No, you weren't born. Actually, is it BC before crucifixion or is it BC like before they were born? I, I don't, don't even know. I don't know. I just know it's. In- they say they say Jesus was born on Christmas. He sure weren't. No, he wasn't. Yeah. 
I think that could be proven that he weren't. Yeah. Or if he was born at all. I don't know. It was 2,000 years ago. Maybe he was summoned from the ethereal plane to come into existence and show us through the portal of energy how we should live. This is some L. Ron Hubbard style <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're getting in some deep, deep, deep territory here. The likes of which our fragile minds are not prepared for. We here in the current era have no idea what's going on at any other time <laughs> except now. But we're going to talk about a very ethereal concept that no one really fully understands. Tyler's love life. So, no! what was your we're first talking girlfriend? About weather. <laughs> what was your first girlfriend like? So, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I thought about answering, and then I was like, no. He just no. ignored me. He ignored me, everyone. He just ignored me. So, Mark. Okay. Sport. Oh. What is this? It was suddenly invented, right? Okay. It's affected by things. Uh-huh. Sports require certain criteria Why to are you talking exist. Like that? What the hell is happening? All right, Mark. Why do I hear rain? <laughs> <laughs> you have a mountain. Is it the Appalachian? Um, <laughs> Appalachian? You have a mountain. Okay. You live in the mountains. I got a mountain. You live in the mountains. All right. Obviously, in the mountains, you have access to... Rock. Rock. You have access to water. Wa Usually water's uh, precipitation mostly yeah. off of the mountain. There's a tree outside. Create a sport. I'm gonna just... <laughs> 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 That is not the question I was expecting. <sighs> I will use a rock to cut the tree down and it's I'm gonna event skiing. I'll ride the tree down. The mountain. One tree per foot? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, now that I think about it, it'd be better for one tree for both of my feet, and I do it sideways. I think that probably came first. You know, if we're all perfectly honest here, that was actually the original. I don't think that... <laughs> Oh, this tune. I'm not going to cut down two trees. Anyway, the point is. No, I'm not done inventing oh, okay. sports. Continue All inventing. Right. We got uh, uh, avalanche. <laughs> you avalanche. got avalanche riding. Uh, no, no, just avalanche. <laughs> so there's this town down there. And if I get an avalanche to hit him, I win. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk over and just. Oh, and then the snow kept. Is that true? Can you actually make an avalanche fall by yelling at it? Yes. That's why, if you've ever seen... Um, you said it with such confidence, I didn't question it at all. Not like, how do you know? It just like, you said it so confidently. What? How? So, because sound creates vibration. Sure. So, the biggest thing is like, there are actual rules in places where trucks cannot use their gears to brake. They have to actually use their brakes. It's actually in the um, Rocky Mountains because of the vibration of the brakes and engine braking and the noise that creates because it revs up the engine so high, it can cause avalanches. So that's why they're disallowed. Um, there are numerous occasions where if you create a sound loud enough, which could happen with enough people yelling, and it could, if it's already fragile enough, if you yell close enough to it, it can cause a vibration to create an avalanche. Mm. It's very unlikely that one person yelling could do it, but it is possible. Mm. Um, the same thing can happen, like, that's they actually cause avalanches using dynamite more often than not the dynamite is not on the shelf it's actually just the sound and the vibration from the explosion that triggers the avalanche mm, interesting so it's like a big airzooka you remember airzookas yeah i could probably do it okay so i that's the other game that i play avalanche, avalanche. very fun i only get a beautiful few sport beautiful <laughs> sport
Not deadly at all. Uh huh. Not I, dangerous. I try to. I play catch the lightning every once in a while. <laughs> so I tie a coat hanger to my head. Who are you competing against? God. <laughs> hit me! Hit me, you bitch! Come on, hit me! You can. You won't. I have a friend who's actually been struck by lightning. <laughs> well, he lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> So the goal is to avoid getting hit by lightning. Yeah, I'm not trying. I mean, that'd be easy. That'd be but too the, easy. The, but you named the game Catch Lightning. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, it's fun. It's like Avalanche, you know. It's like, well, okay, there's an Avalanche. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, I'll call it Don't Wake Daddy because who's the biggest daddy of them all? And he's trying. I'm not trying not to wake him up. No, that's a terrible name. See what you've done. <laughs> Isn't that a video game? Yes, it is. That's what I was referring to. Oh, oh this is awful. I like Catch the Lightning better. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Right now is a busy time for college basketball, especially with the tournament coming up. And whoever makes it to the top, one thing is certain. It takes the most talented people working together to help these teams play at this level. It's the same for your business. You want the most talented people you can find to help make your business thrive. To find those people, you need to use ZipRecruiter. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com go. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology to help you quickly score excellent candidates. Immediately after you post your job, they'll start sending you people with the right skills and experience. And once you review the list, you can send your top choices an invite to apply. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash go. Again, that's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot -E com slash G-O. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. All right, Mark. Yes. Act one. Act one, okay. Weather and climate's impact on sports invention. What? What? That's right. Sports in is invented based on the terrain and weather they had to deal with. Okay. All right, so we get into, like, the resources that are available at the time. Uh-huh. All right, so... You're in Mesoamerica about 3,000 years ago. What's Mes Mesoamerica? Mesoamerica. Me Mesoamerica. I'm so sorry, everybody. What's Mesoamerica? <laughs> right, right. Okay, all right. M all right. Okay, I got it. I got it. All, right. all right. You got trees. Lots of them. Jungle. Uh-huh. Bugs. Yeah. Rock. Uh-huh. Dirt. Yeah. Soccer. You got to create soccer out of all this stuff. How do you make a ball? 
Is soccer invented in Mesoamerica? It was invented. It technically like appeared in all different parts of the world, but uh -huh. I'm focusing on Mesoamerica right now because it's fascinating because they had the trees that make rubber. Oh. Do you know how those trees work? They, you put a seed in the ground, <laughs> you get sun, <laughs> water, air, taking carbon dioxide, and they use... Not how trees work, how, how you get rubber from the You did ask me how you I know how those trees work. I asked you how those trees work. That's how they work. How do you get rubber from them? Well, over time, uh, fossils, amber... It's probably sap. It's sap. It's it is a sap. different sap, though, I'm guessing. So they, they would bore a hole into the side of the tree mm -hmm. and put like a um, some sort of cup. It was probably made out of wood or like coconuts, and they'd just jam they it in there. They put the corpse of another tree <laughs> next they to They had the hole. skulls of their enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brutal. Love it. And so the sap would flow out into it, and then if as it sat out there, it would kind of solidify into this like, it was almost like latex. Yeah. I watched a video on this. It was really fascinating because there was somebody going around collecting rubber from these trees. Okay. And so they'd scoop it up and they'd boil it and do a number of different things into it and make it into this rubber to create a ball. Okay. And so in order to make that ball, obviously they had the resources because of the rubber trees. Huh. And so then they and created the stone court for their particular version of the sport was just like a long eye shape. So they cleared trees for that and then created stone walkways and used this rubber ball to start playing their version of the early ages of what became soccer. Huh. Is that the one where they have belts and there's a hoop up to and they yeah. hit it with their hips? Yeah, they had the like leather padded from the animals that they'd kill. They'd hit those through the hoops. Huh. I never thought, I, I would never have thought like, because I forgot that rubber, I did know that rubber trees are a thing. I didn't necessarily know that they were only in Mesoamerica. I don't know if they're only there, but they're the ones that discovered it, at least in the early ages of being able to create something with it. Man, seeing the first bouncy ball must have been nuts. <gasps> Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> the aliens, they've blessed us with a ball. <laughs> I mean, let's not go into ancient alien territory oh, here. Right, we'll right, get right. we'll get some people started. <laughs> Well, and then you go into China, which is actually the one they look at for the original version of soccer, which was they, they created the, with bamboo, Okay. created the hoop that they'd hit the ball through. They couldn't make a hoop otherwise. Well, they could have. the technology. Wood. No, they didn't have anything for <laughs> They could have forged steel. <laughs> <laughs> they used gunpowder and made it explode every time a ball went They through. couldn't realize that a wheel and a hoop are the same thing, but they're just like looking to scratch their ears like, oh man, we can't play, kids. <laughs> oh, no. We can only make cars. <laughs> God damn you capitalist industry. God. Anyway. But- Unlike Mesoamerica, they didn't have the rubber trees, so their version of the ball was made out of animal skins, leathers, mm. that they filled with feathers and fur. And this is weather dependent? Is there like... Is well, it's it not weather, it's the environment. So okay, you, we're environment, talking about right. the weather, the environment, and all of that oh, stuff. Okay. And weather plays a key part in what you know animals it, are there. It, it defines what kinds of things they can make to have their fun to distract them from the monotony and boring lives yeah. that they were living before phones were invented. Yeah, yeah. You know, the stuff before major technology, you know, when people would just go out and play with sticks. Yeah, those idiots. Speaking of which, they probably played sports with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Except where they didn't have sticks. No, no, not my sticks. No, that's what I'm assuming from this because certain environments don't have trees. That's true. And they can't play stickball. Going into that, we get into swimming. And the craziest part is that the earliest indications of swimming are in southwestern Egypt in a cave. What? It's a cave called Cave of Swimmers. 
Well, that's too specific. That can't be the real name. <laughs> that they named the it real, back then. That it was just, be the this real is name. the cave of swimmers. Uh, this is some explorer, quote unquote, from the UK coming down and being like, <laughs> I've oh. discovered it. I can have people pay to enter this cave. Ah, I see. They swam here. <laughs> ah, so I've deduced it. So these rock paintings are over 10,000 years old, painted at a time where the part of Egypt was much greener and wetter than we know it today. Mm. And what is now the Sahara Desert was covered in lakes, grasses, and trees providing water for swimming. Uh. And people often say that the indication that caused the desert was massive deforestation by like people coming in and just taking the trees, including like ancient Egypt when they started using all the trees and stuff. Some people argue. Well... I have no right to dis. So th this is the exact same thing that led to the cave of swimmers. It was probably a big ass <laughs> tomb, and the guy walked in, saw a bunch of bodies laying on the ground. He was like, "Ah, they were trying to swim. <laughs> ah, swimming in the sand. I see. There must have been an ocean here. Why? Why do we go to? I'm an inspector. That's what he is. That's what all those explorers with their big mustaches that they're twirling in there. <laughs> their elephant guns, which oh. is just a cannon. <laughs> yes. There's another one. Let me take an hour to reload. I call this the bones of swimming. <laughs> I found it in a puddle of blood. We have a swimming bone. It looks like a fin. <laughs> yes, go. clearly this part of their anatomy was a rudder so they could swim straight. Did you talk about other human remains? <laughs> yeah. And it's how the UK looked on other people in the world. So that's fair. But archaeological evidence shows competitive swimming in various forms as races um, and military trading also dated back to 2500 BCE in Egyptian, Greek, Roman, and uh, Syrian civilizations. Nice use of BCE. Yeah. All right, Mark. Here's another option. Okay. You're in a field. You're a shepherd. It's early 19th century. No, 16th century. Going back older. Big difference. <laughs> you're hanging out with a couple other shepherds. You know, you're bored. You're just staring at your sheep. Sheep have been grazing for hours on end. They're just eating grass. Uh -huh. What would liven it up? What would be fun? You, you got little little shepherd staff. You got a the fence and posts and stuff like that. How would how would you see there? There's some rocks. You some rocks, pebbles around. So I got rocks, sheep, a stick. Rocks, sheep, stick, and a grassy field and fences like fence posts and fence gates. Well, this is how cricket was invented. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't give me a chance, man. I was thinking. I was thinking hard. I was really using my brain. <laughs> I was in my head. I'm like, what could you possibly do? A sheep? Rock? Wait, how was cricket invented from that? I didn't even take the time to understand how that even correlates to that. What are the sheep doing? What did they do to the sheep? <laughs> they moved them away. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's better than what I was imagining. They were in the background to catch the rock that they hit with their shepherd's staff. There's no way you could hit a rock hard enough to get in any distance. How big are these rocks? There's like little pebbles. Man. I have so many problems with this. All right. So your shepherd's staff is now a bat. Okay. You have a random rock that's found that becomes the ball. And the sheep's pens are your targets. The sheep are also still in the pens. Okay, cool. Good. And congratulations. You're playing early cricket. Because you're hitting the ball mm. towards the wicket. Well, you didn't mention the wicket. What's the wicket? The pen? Well, the pen is the, the wicket? The pen is the wicket. The sheep is the wicket. There was one sheep named Wicket. <laughs> They're just aiming for Wicket's face. Yeah, and Wicket just crumbled the three poles. <laughs> no, but because they have sheep, they also would bale, like, grass mm. and hay. Mm. And so what they would do is they'd take, they'd have the bales of hay that would sit on top, 
and if you hit the post, it would make the bales fall. Okay. So that's how and they created the. This is weather related. The wicket. Because no, because it's the it environment. Rain, uh, environment. I keep forgetting. I'm thinking weather. You did <laughs> weather is forever it. in your head. You promised well, this with weather. Weather is like the water. You know, water in Egypt. Weather's the not the water. What are you crazy? You don't get water from weather. You know, weather, you, th- th- this, this wind blowing. You think that's just water? You think clouds are just water up there? All right, all right, fine. They fine. are. They are. Fine. It, you it, want a weather it is, one? It is basic. No, I'm saying you're right. I was being. I was playing dumb. I know. I know. Because it's all part of the water cycle. Yeah, it's pr- precipitation, evaporation. Yeah, pretty much all of weather is Condensation. determined by that. Yes, those things. But what were you talking about? I was saying you got a weather one. I got a weather one for okay, you. Okay, right weather. Now. I'm ready. It's skiing. All right. Cave paintings from the last ice age over 10,000 years ago show early human ancestors chasing after animals on skis. Skiing was invented for hunting. Are you sure humans back then didn't have really long feet? You got me there. I don't. I, 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 I'm not a historian. I'm not an expert. Then why are you talking about history, huh? What gives you the right? Articles of knowledge. Just like with love, what gives you the right? <laughs> You're right. I don't have love. All right. For, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be okay, man. So right. the people had skis, not the animals. Yeah, why I, is this in my nose? I, <laughs> 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 I am judging myself in this moment. <laughs> no, I do appreciate you specifying that because someone out there would have been really confused. <laughs> I just picture a woolly mammoth on skis, like, oh, get away. <laughs> just jumps on four trees, like, yeah, down the mountain. Uh, the poor sloth in a toboggan didn't have any chance. <laughs> but the cold temperatures, you get into the um, how Ohio was formed in the lakes, the Great Lakes, was the, the shifting of glaciers because of the, the ice age and the climate. And then as they melted, they formed the Great Lakes in Ohio. So there's peaks and valleys and hills and stuff okay. that shaped the earth because of the weather, huh. which allowed people to therefore have the terrain to be able to ski. Now, skiing isn't that big in that area, but, you know, earthquakes, the shifting of the tectonic plates, mm-hmm. creating mountains. Yes. Um, and the weather at higher elevation allows for snow to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cold temperatures with precipitation, which is weather, Created snow, which allowed people to be able to have ski slopes. Yes, but what does this say about Tom Brady's legacy? He could play in any weather. <laughs> he could, he could, he could <laughs> play. He could Cold. play when he's six feet under. You know, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> right, right, okay. But uh, just trying to make it sport related. I think skiing is a sport. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. No, skiing. just because your foreign exchange student looked at you at the ski resort and said and ignored you it was like i'm cooler than you doesn't mean he you can was say cooler than me <laughs> he was that's the problem he was good at skiing uh maybe we don't know i never saw him ski he was way farther away from me all right so so weather <laughs> yes we talk about colder climates but that's what led into this okay one of the factors and the reason why some sports are played in certain seasons has to do with the weather okay Football in particular, because of the amount of pads and clothing you wear, you want it to be cooler outside, Mm -hmm. which is why the fall season has been used for football. Because if you're playing in the summer, which I have done when it's 100 plus degrees because of two days, you are dying. Your body is literally withering away in the heat of the sun as you try to expel fluids from your body at a rate that is inhumane. What what are you doing with their fluids? Uh, It's sweating. (laughs) Okay, hopefully. (laughs) I really hope. 
No, but wearing all of those pads and stuff, it gets really, really hot. So that's why it's played in the fall and leading into the winters because uh, it's a cooler time of year. That makes as sense. opposed to baseball, which is played in the spring into the summer. Uh, and now it stretches into the winter because for whatever God ever reason, they decided to have so many games that they play in October. Money. Well, money. Yeah. The probably. answer is money. Mm-hmm. Money. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. Well, ice hockey. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No money. <laughs> ice hockey mm-hmm. has to be cold. Before we had the oh, ability. Oh, good job, <laughs> Before we had the technology to bring ice oh, hockey to Florida wow. and freeze the ice indoors. Lakes had to freeze, Mark. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Same with curling. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. So weather had an impact because in order for sports to be created, they had to be in their environments. Okay. Yes. I see. So you needed water for swimming. You needed no, just a cave. <laughs> yeah, just you, a cave. Just you cave. Need, Sand need water. and bones. You need that bone rudder bone. Yeah, you need to get the privilege out of your ears and start <laughs> swimming, desert boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy though is because early days, and I'm amazed they didn't think of this. Actually, they probably did. Like the, in deserts, the sand, they could ski on the sand. Technically, but I don't know if they would have, there's no real tree growth to make nice skis, That's right? That's true. And then not like, you just put cacti. Oh, <laughs> they oh stick God. to your feet, man. Oh, man, they stick to the sand, too. <laughs> no, you put the smooth side on the bottom. Yeah, don't put the smooth side on your feet. No, you yeah, need no, a, no, put you the need, spikes in there. Yeah, you need to stay on the skis. <laughs> yeah, you're that guy that would be in the desert like, I'm creating a new sport, and no one would play it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, guys? Ow. Oh, ow. <laughs> take steps Don't sand. worry. My blood will lubricate. <laughs> it makes the sand feel cooler. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on sports that never really made it off the ground. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. I'm actually really curious about that. Maybe we can do a, a nutball primer where that's not an official sport. Uh, I'll do. I mean, I think I actually might be somewhere. That's terrifying. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Act two. Okay, we're in act two. Weather, climate, environment impact on results and popularity, right? So soccer, uh-huh. it's the most versatile sport. You just need a giant field, some goals, and a ball. Okay. And really, you don't need the giant field. You just need a ball and maybe a goal, which can just be an arc of sticks or whatnot. Sure. But some people don't have balls. Some people have squids. What? <laughs> 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 I was wondering where you were going with this. This mystery voice of yours, like he, he started hunching over like deeper and deeper towards the microphone. I'm like, what is he doing? Well, he's up to something. So you have squids. So apparently, a friend of mine, uh-huh. uh, when they're in uh, like school, 
Uh-huh. They played soccer with a squid because they didn't have a ball. So they created this like horrible. It was dead. <laughs> Not better. <laughs> so they <laughs> so they basically like soaked down the surface uh-huh. and just started <laughs> playing soccer with a squid. Okay, sure. And so they slide the squid and go the other direction. It's you know what? That makes it kind of more like hockey, but you're playing hockey with your feet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And eventually it would like start to s- slippery up the entire surface so you wouldn't be able to get any traction. Start running, go- right? oozing ink so you can see where it went. Oh! All right, wh- wh- what is this to do with weather again? <laughs> I've kind of forgotten. <laughs> this this has to do with the environment. Environment! You know? Oh, God! People are opportunistic. So if they don't have the resources now because the sport has already been invented and it's extremely popular across mm-hmm. the world, yeah. they're finding new ways to play. Okay, sure. Some people will even create a soccer ball out of grocery bags. Bags and string. Sure. Whatever and works, right? Yeah. It's just making do and making whatever you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Um, to there, was make a, it there was a TikTok I saw of somebody in Africa who didn't even have like the proper equipment, but his dream was like to be a catcher in the MBL. Major League Baseball, MLB. MLB. <laughs> MBL. <laughs> the Major <laughs> Baseball League. You're yeah. close. But he had videos of him like trying to train. He didn't even have a catcher's mitt. He just had like this piece of like thick paper um, and someone would just throw him a ball over and over again. But his on his wrist, he had a string and it was attached to like these, these 10, 20 pound weights. So every time he'd catch a ball, he'd have to lift the weights up with his other arm uh, to catch the ball. And so he would just, he's like, coming up with all these strange ways to try to train to be a better catcher even though he has no there's no other team there there's not even a high school team like uh there's nothing there but it's his dream so he just like makes do and he wants it and so hopefully like the mlb mb mb ml ml you had it right (laughs) sees that tiktok or something or that video and then maybe flies him out for something well and that's fascinating because back in the the day when they created sports it wasn't like so what day was that when they created sports what day was <laughs> back in the day when it's they each sport was sport. created all right you know they're different ages uh-huh you spoke of it like the lion from narnia like i was there when sports was written i was there Back in my day, we played with the proper attire and the proper gear. No, no, no. All right, well, okay. When it was made, sure. But when it was made, they didn't think about how it becomes so popular that suddenly people that aren't in the environment that's made for that sport, mm-hmm. you know, where you have the sand, the bases, the grass field for baseball, mm-hmm. and the leather to be able to have a glove, and even that in the affordability of it, they didn't think of different ways that people would like be able to do this Mm -hmm. outside of that region but because of the way media is now and how far stretching with the advent of the internet and so many things the amount of people that are like i actually just really gravitate towards the sport and now you're playing with a with a string of weights and a piece of paper and catching Mm -hmm. i I imagine maybe it's a real baseball maybe it's something it looks like it might have been a baseball yeah and it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. so Here's a fun incident, how environment can really affect the result of the game. Because obviously, if you change the gear, it's going to favor people who are used to that gear. Mm-hmm. So if you took professional soccer players and you had them play with a squid on a soapy field surface, okay. I'm pretty sure the kids with the, used to the squid on the soapy field surface would be have the advantage. Possibly, I guess. Now, this is interesting. One of the most essential things, because you brought up baseball. Yeah. One of the essential parts of watching baseball, a lot of people get bored. They watch the birds. I enjoy baseball. They watch the birds? Yeah, just to watch the birds. They fly around. (laughs) Birds are constantly in baseball stadiums trying to get hot dogs and all Uh, the other different food that's spilled and left in the stadium. Mm. But there's this funny incident that happened. Mm. 
On March 24, 2001, the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Randy Johnson threw a fastball traveling over 100 miles per hour. Normally, such a speed is a good thing in baseball. You know, you're going to get it past the batter. You're going to get a strike if it's there. Well, on this fateful day, a morning dove intercepted the pitch. I saw that video. And exploded. Yeah. Not funny. <laughs> Not funny like you were describing. <laughs> it was shocking. Shocking. Yes, it was shocking. Yeah. Incredibly shocking. Yes. Needless to say, the bird didn't survive. bird didn't make it. No. But apparently, after retiring from baseball, uh -huh. this is the part that I find funny. In 2009, Randy Johnson started a photography business. Mm. The logo is featuring a dead bird. Ah. <laughs> that became the defining moment of his career because he became famous because of that bird incident. Ah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't really want to embrace it, but sure, whatever works, I guess. But I mean, it impacted the game because that pitch then didn't count. He had to throw an extra pitch and pitchers are usually kept on a pitch count so they can't go. So the environment of the bird being there mm, impacted. Oh, I see. I'm still thinking weather impacted the I'm game. I'm waiting for the thunder to start. No, we started with environment. Okay, okay, okay. Getting into weather. Yeah. This is a fantastic instance. Normally, soccer is not played in the snow. It's okay. not a winter sport. It's a summer and spring sport. But in 2013, a World Cup qualifying game that became known as the Snow Classico was played between the U.S. and Costa Rica in Denver, Colorado. Ah. There were 11 inches of snowfall during the game. Costa Rica is not known for its snow. No, but you're in Denver, Colorado, so those players probably have dealt with snow before in their life. I don't think Costa Rica even sees snowfall unless you're on yeah. top of mountains. So w that would be a disadvantage for the Costa yeah. Ricans. So there was only one goal scored 16 minutes into the game. It also affected the, the way the ball moved. The players being able were slipping and sliding. Wait, there was eleven inches of snow on the field. Yeah. So despite Wait. it was in the middle of a snowstorm that had over eleven inches of snowfall. I don't know if they got to eleven okay. inches, but the picture that I have here <laughs> shows no green. It is literally snow, and it is downpouring snow. Because eleven inches would the, you wouldn't see the ball. <laughs> like the ball would be under the snow. The ball is practically under the snow in this picture here. Look at this. What? No way. Yeah, the ball is the yellow thing. Behind oh, the guy's head. Okay, yeah. No, actually, this is not joking. That ball is in the snow. Yeah. I think that's probably like two, three inches on the ground, uh, and I think there might be some rays from the ball being kicked. But yeah, that is a snow soccer. That is snow soccer. Yeah. So during during the snowstorm, the snowstorm recorded 11 inches. Uh, they were playing the game in the middle of it. So I, I don't see. know how much accumulated or how often they cleared it, because I imagine they tried to clear the field as best they could they, have. They might not even have the equipment to do that. Um, uh, Denver, yeah, they might. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think most even stadiums in uh, football have that as well, yeah. not just soccer. But the condition was obviously rapidly deteriorating. And 21 minutes in, the game was all slipping, sliding, fouls galore, the ball barely moving, battling in the snow, and only one goal was scored. Yeah, okay. And I'm pretty sure the U.S. won that game. Okay, that would be really embarrassing if, if like, the Costa Ricans came in and they somehow played in the snow better than the Denvers. Yeah, lone goal was by uh, Clint Dempsey, so the U.S. won. Clint! Go, Clint! Go, Clint! Yeah! All right, football, American football. Okay. Weather can impact a game in many ways. Mm -hmm. So whether it's hot, cold, different stuff like that. They even designed stadiums for it. Did you know the Miami Dolphins? Mm-hmm. The stadium is designed to where their team sideline is in the shade and the opposing team sideline is in the sun. That's kind of mean. It gets up to like 10 degrees difference between the two sidelines. That's so mean. That's how they create a, a unique home field advantage. 
I agree that it's mean, but it's also kind of smart. <laughs> what well, kind of smart? It's kind of smarmy. It's so Floridian. It's so Floridian of them. Why don't they just put shades over the other one? It's the, the way that, what do you mean? Like, just put up umbrellas? Yeah, why don't they bring umbrellas? Why wouldn't the other team bring on a bunch of umbrellas? You know, I bet you they probably could, but it affects cameras. Because oh, it's a the business. Money, right, the they money. need the money. <laughs> just give every player an individual parasol, and then they can walk around and feel fancy. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I now want this to happen. I hope the Bengals play there, and we can uh, just write to the Bengals and be like, hey, here's, a, here's an idea. Here's an idea. You never thought of this <laughs> you one. You never thought of it. <laughs> give everybody their own umbrella. No, not an umbrella. It has to be a pink frilly parasol. A pink striped parasol right you it gotta could, be on brand it could be bangles yeah themed, yeah. but but it's know. gotta be pink yeah of course yeah, yeah all right but hot and cold climate can affect people's performance mm -hmm. because if you're in hot weather you generally run out of energy faster you deteriorate in water temperature change can reduce the pressure of the ball as tom brady tried to use this as an excuse for deflating the footballs was that the excuse yes what what yeah he tried he, well he also destroyed his phone <laughs> His phone had a secret inflator deflator. It had the it. information of like his messaging to deflate the footballs is what supposedly is right, right, okay. Expected. But yeah. The people didn't notice him in the middle of a play, like hot 32. <laughs> 21. It was before the game. <laughs> before the game. No, he's texting. <laughs> he's, he's just texting the ball boy, being like, Yeah, stick that needle in that ball and make it run out of air. That sounds like a Sext. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that text. I don't like that one. I mean, he does kiss his children on the lips, so I don't know. Tom Brady is not that. I'm not. But I was so thrown off by that statement. Like, teach their own, but I, I didn't know where that came from. I was like, what? What? <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on, moving uh, on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bring me along with you next time you move along. <laughs> all right, all right. In 2016, a study found that when the temperature drops below 20 degrees Fahrenheit, there's a 42% jump in turnovers, which jumps to 52% at 10 degrees in temperature or less during a football game. Going so up or down? Cold, colder. Colder, okay. So that makes sense. 42% more turnovers when it's below 20 degrees Fahrenheit, when it's cold. Uh -huh. And then it jumps to 52% if it's 10 degrees or or lower. Your hands just don't move as fast. Yeah, and it's it's like the ball gets harder, uh -huh. so it doesn't have the squish to be able to increase the friction coefficient as you catch the ball, mm. and it's harder to hold on to stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like it gets slippery, too. A lot yeah, of times yeah, yeah. when it gets colder, sometimes there's snow. There's other factors. Right. But in 1967, argued as the coldest game in NFL history, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> on New Year's Eve between the Cowboys and Packers, a game called the Ice Bowl. Uh -huh. It's called the Ice Bowl because it was 13 degrees below zero Man, Fahrenheit. They, sh they shouldn't have named it that. They kind of like taunted fate there. Yeah. Going into that. Yeah, they named it beforehand. That's exactly what it well, is. Well, that's what I assumed. No, what do you they taunted afterwards. I know the Rose Bowl. I know that's what the name of it is. No, no. This was at a Lombardi Don't Field. Don't act like I'm dumb because I didn't know the Ice Bowl was named. Wasn't What was it before? It was just the a game between the Packers and... Cowboys. Didn't even have a bowl? No, it was just at Lombardi stupid, Field. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And the Packers almost lost this game due to fumbles. Ah. But they ended up winning within the last 16 seconds of the game, winning 21 to 17. How cold was it? Minus 13. Oh. Now, the true coldest game in NFL history. What am I supposed to believe? Is the freezer bowl. Uh-huh. The air temperature was only minus nine. All right. So technically, by like... 
the temperature that it registered on the thermometer uh-huh. said negative nine degrees, mm-hmm. just standard air temperature. But there was a minus fifty nine degree wind chill. Oh, oh! So it was. It felt oh. like it was negative fifty nine degrees. Yeah, that does sound like it'd be worse. This game was then dubbed the Freezer Bowl, uh-huh. and it was an AFC Championship game between the San Diego Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati at Riverfront Stadium. It was negative fifty nine wind chill in yeah. Cincinnati. Yes, this what? is when this is when the Ohio River froze over and people were walking across the Ohio River. Wait, what year was this? Uh, nineteen eighty one. Oh, okay. So I would not have known this. But the crazier part is my uncles. You know, mm-hmm. my football uncles that were like, "He's going to be a football player when he's born." I think so. they went to this game. Wow. Yeah, and there were people shirtless at this game. Well, they probably got hypothermia. But needless to say... Well, actually, it doesn't sound like it was the coldest game ever if there were people shirtless there. (laughs) People are just crazy. You know, when you you drink alcohol, bad things happen. I also imagine that when you're in the stands, I haven't been to a football game, but it's like, I imagine that there's a lot of people rowdy and breathing all over the place. So it it feels a little bit warmer. Did you see the camera? This is kind of unrelated, but kind of related to wind chill. uh, The camera on Mount... Washington. I no, it was um, just the other day when we're recording this. Obviously, there was a, a yeti, a deer that huddled around it. It might not have been; it'd be dead because uh, the wind chill was negative a hundred. Holy! This is an actual security camera footage. It looks like the movie Day After Tomorrow. That is nuts. It was an atmospheric event. This is this is just this audio that they put in here. It's not what this, it sounded like, but it's creepy, right? No, it's exactly what it sounded like. That's what yeah. wind sounds like, everybody. Yeah. So it was a it was a weather system that was part of a tropospheric fold, meaning like the layers of the atmosphere have different names. You couldn't ask me what they are. I don't remember which ones they are. But the troposphere folds inwards and Basically pushes creating a, a vacuum. Yeah. So it bring it pushes out all the other layers and then it folds in and creates like just this catastrophically cold event yeah so it's uh it's no good and it's um it was cold but this is on top of a mountain too so yeah so this game yeah you have a team from california going to ohio well wait san diego. san diego they're in la now they are they they moved in the last number of years it was within the last decade because san diego refused to build them a new stadium it's a whole thing okay all right okay. so they moved up to la okay but the Chargers from San Diego, where it's nice and toasty and warm, sure. go to visit in the playoffs mm-hmm. the Bengals in Cincinnati, where it's cold. And the Bengals still lost. No, the Bengals won. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering about that. Yeah. The, the Bengals won and then lost in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. Ah, damn. But you can tell, like, the Bengals were used to the environment and mm-hmm. the Chargers were not. Yeah. Oh, that makes I mean, sense. it was insanely cold for both teams, but the Bengals were more adept to the cold. So yeah. much so that none of the offensive linemen on the Bengals team wore sleeves. But also, people are kind of crazy. So. No, being cold adapted is definitely a thing. And it takes it takes like a month or two to just like becoming uh, adapted to elevation changes. Your body needs weeks to be able to put in the new rhythms and hormone cascades and different chemicals uh, into place just so you can be warmer as a baseline. It needs to get like the brown fat activated. It needs to get all these different things. Yep. You can't just go to a place, sit in an ice bath for an hour, and then, oh, I'm good. No, you got to do that again and again and again. You got to deaden the nerves, too, of being cold as well yeah. from over-excitation, ex- excitotoxicity of the cold nerves. Mm-hmm. Literally, people that are cold adapted do not feel the cold as much, and their bodies are naturally warmer. That kind of explains why I'm, I radiate heat all the time. The more you know. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Well, I don't know if that explains why you radiate heat all the time. I don't know. I'm from Ohio. It's colder there. 
Well, you've been here for a long time. I, well, I maybe think you've lost stopped. all adaptation. I think you're just, you got muscle and, you know, you got some fat and you're uh, a guy and, you know, we're kind of sweaty uh, sometimes. Fine. Don't <laughs> let me be a special. Everybody's got something special, Mark. I want to be special. Anyway, hmm? in a very recent game hmm. of football, beginning of this year's football season, September, oh, this year. Okay. Chicago Bears open against the San Francisco 49ers. They have new turf and everything. But there was a massive, massive torrential downpour. Hmm. So much so that the field was flooding. Oh, good. It became basically a wading pool on the field. The water was like covering people's feet. Uh And so it was slipping and sliding. The grounds crew had to use squeegees on the field during the game to try and remove some of the excess water. It was was basically a swimming football game. Why don't they just call it? Why would they even have it? Football plays through all weather, man. (sighs) The money. It's It's the money. money. (laughs) They get them at the stadium. They can't do refunds. They get the money. But it's fascinating because um, the Bears ended up winning that game. Um, But you can imagine the field service because Soldier Field, which is the field they played at, Uh, is grass. uh, And so it's water and mud and mess. And so when somebody got tackled they'd slide a good like five yards before they stopped oh. absolutely wild. i mean that does sound like a fun game to watch to be yeah. perfectly honest yeah and then we get into skiing so it's gotta be cold well yeah yep. but the liquid content of the snow that has fallen on the ski slopes impacts how fast a skier will be able to ski oh so if the snow is too dry or too wet there can be an increased friction that slows down the skiers coefficient and this time I have a, it's actually kind of a graph. It's the scat. What's the one that has a bunch of bullet points and then they do a correlation line? Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> a graph? Yeah, well, it's a graph. And it has to do with air temperature over time and the coefficient. But oh, as. Hey, let me Google it. What is the graph that has a bunch <laughs> of points and a, lo- a line, a trend line or whatever? It's a line graph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway. But it's showing the, the ambient air temperature uh, as the temperature increases from negative 12 to positive 12 degrees Celsius. Uh-huh. At negative 12, the time per second on average of somebody skiing is around like 19.5. Mm-hmm. And so the solid circles represent snow with liquid water content equal to dry snow equal to zero. And open circles represent snow with liquid content greater than zero. So it's wetter snow. At about six degrees, the amount of water that was within the snow was increasing because it was a wetter snow because it wasn't as cold. Hmm. And all of a sudden, there's a massive jump starting at eight degrees Celsius going to 12 degrees Celsius in how much slower the increase in time for somebody to be able to ski. Hmm. Yeah. So in certain aspects, and I bet this applies to a lot of sports, getting that world record isn't just about your skill. It's about what the world decided to do that day as far as temperature and environment goes. It's kind of out of your hands entirely. you got to roll the dice and you got to have the perfect day. Well, and it's Literally. also one of those things like if you have a headwind when you're running a sprint, you're going to be slower versus a tailwind. Does that That's, affect it? It does tremendously. Endurance runners run into the factor when it comes into terrain and altitude in a massive way. Uh, you know, you're at higher altitude, you generally the air is thinner, so there's less And I guess over, over the course of an entire marathon, if you were running into the wind, that would also... I never even thought of that. You have to work that much harder. It's also the same thing when you think about terrain, when people do marathons. Mm. You do like the LA marathon versus yeah. the Boston marathon, The how flat it is. 
if how much elevation if i run if i decide to run a marathon let's say when a tornado is swooping through my town and i just so happen to catch it that it's like pushing me from behind and i yeah, land at fast. the finish line yeah so long as i keep running midair well, uh, i'm running i you know you can risk your life i don't think they'd say anything <laughs> they'd be like this man we canceled the marathon but one man decided to run therefore and the- he has a world record for fastest run during a tornado the charity wasn't gonna get the money we all agreed no tornado no charity money but he did it he's dead now but he did it he done did it and won the race he's a tornado man to be, you'd be forever known as the tornado runner. Oh, uh, wow, that's a good name, though. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, well, cool. I'd be dead, so it wouldn't matter. But, yeah. you know, okay, I wouldn't mind that. So, obviously, altitude plays a factor as well. The ball will travel further in the air at higher altitude because the air is thinner, there's oh. less friction. Air, yeah. Yeah. So, like baseballs, that's why a lot of home runs are based on um, like home run derbies and stuff. If you go to Denver versus playing in like San Francisco, which is basically right at sea level, mm-hmm. the ball travels significantly further in Denver because the air is thinner. Huh. It's the same thing in football. The air is thinner, which is why the majority of the record breaking field goals mm-hmm. have occurred in Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. because the altitude is so much higher. So the air is thinner. All right. So good to know. Yeah. So that kind of concludes all the different things that the weather and environment can impact sports. You know what other thing about weather and environment that you don't realize that Amy and I ran into driving back through Colorado? Oh? Is in L.A., and I'm not even used to this because we grew up in Cincinnati, they don't put windshield wiper fluid in your car. If you get it serviced and they top it up for you, they don't. You know what they put in it? Water. And guess what happened to our windshield? Yes, it froze right behind a snowplow when I needed to clear it. I could not see going down a mountain in the middle of a snowstorm because, number one, the one that was spraying, I was like, it's not clearing it. It was just freezing over and over and over again. Oh, my God. And then then the sprayer stopped spraying because the entire reservoir of fluid, I had to pull into a gas station. And this is the gas station that does this. That's dangerous. Well, yes, it's incredibly dangerous, but it's something you just wouldn't think about because in L.A., it never freezes. It never gets below. Well, it very rarely gets below Well, if you go to Big Bear, it freezes there. Yeah, but around here, you know, they never expected that car to go anywhere else. But it should be fluid. It should always be fluid. Yes, uh, there's probably some environmental concerns that I'm not aware of. But either way, there was this one gas station afterwards that knew that there are cars that don't do this because they upcharged the windshield wiper fluid and their whole store was basically the oh station was nothing god. but windshield wiper fluid. It was like $20 for a bottle. Oh and, my god. Yeah, so I had to like slowly pour it in, wait for it to like mix with the water and melt it and pour it in and melt it. And well, it took like 15 minutes. Well, the way water expands too when it freezes. It could have damaged anything. I don't fully think it could have. I yeah. don't think anything damaged. But it's just another consideration. People don't think that about the changes in the topography of the world, of the different like humidity levels, how that affects anything uh, that you do. I once worked on this, uh, I had this t-shirt printer and it only worked at a very specific humidity. If it, it was oh not that humidity God. in the building, it would not work. And it's like these minute changes in environment like are, are everywhere. They're well, everywhere. you even look at meds. It says store in certain temperatures and in different humidities and yeah. climates. And it's like, keep this really dry. And so yeah. you got to be like, oh, you go here. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Huh. The more you know about weather. Weather can impact so many things. Weather can impact everything. You know, in races, like if you're doing a rally race and it rains in the mud and you got to change your tires. Change There's your wet tires. tires and dry tires in, in Formula One. 
And they also have different like wear thicknesses in Formula One as well. So it's like if it's a hotter day, you want to do like a harder tire because it's going to still have the grip. Yeah. But because it'll like melt because of the high speeds and high temperature. Of the That's runway. one thing I miss most about living in L.A. is I don't experience the seasons. Yeah. Like Ohio and many other states in the Midwest and North, Northeast and all around the world are places that have four seasons, four distinct seasons, hot yeah. summers or if you're in Australia, hot what would be our winters, you know, because mm-hmm. other side of the world, but it's, it's, it's that change is human. It's very human. And I think yeah. like, because sports are so closely related to the human experience, like that change is almost necessary to get a sense that the world is moving. Um, and do you think that's why we lose on. track of time more? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because everything kind of blurs together because the weather doesn't change. Yeah. And, and back in Ohio, like you, you only have three months in this season. So you got to prepare for the next season. Yeah. You got to make sure you have your clothes ready or you got to make sure your house is ready. You got to have a shovel salt. You got to keep salt for your driveway for the winter. Cause it didn't snow a lot in Ohio, but it still froze. And you know, there was just all these different reasons that you would have to think ahead. So in LA, I never think ahead. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, it's raining 10 inches today. Ah, it's sunny for the next three months. And then it was like, it's, it, there's no gradual progression. There's no time to appreciate. It's like your body. If you go to a higher climate, you acclimate mm-hmm. with, with that cycle and the rhythm, the year long cycle. I, I feel like you need that to feel yourself acclimate to the new environment. It's also why I, I'm a big believer that being in the same air conditioned space, uh, is not good for you. Your body wasn't meant to be at perfectly 70 degrees the entire time. It may be comfortable, but just like anything, you, you get used to it, but you lose out on all the other processes that were counting on you sweating occasionally or getting cold or shivering, you know, you, you lose your homeostasis. The adaptability of the human body. And if you don't allow it to be forced to adapt, it suddenly is like, I wonder if there's a study that talks about like weight loss or exercise and sedimentary lifestyle. If you're constantly at a certain, I wonder how much that factors into fat burning. I have no idea. That's fascinating. Oh, well, this is a sports podcast. We don't know anything about that. And I don't know anything about anything. But now you listening at home do know more a bit about how environmental factors and weather affect and change sports around the world. Yeah, whether it goes from inventing to results to where they're popular to a degree. Because, you know, generally sports are more popular where they're accessible and able to be played. So that's why, like, curling and hockey is more popular in Canada as opposed to the United States. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is true, I think. I'm assuming. Tyler seems to know what he's talking about most of the time, but if he doesn't, you can go to the subreddit and you can jacuse him of not knowing what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, yell at me, especially on how I pronounce things, because I'm a dirty American that sucks (laughs) at saying words that aren't English. I'm an American. I do a pretty decent job. I'm, listen, I'm just trying to get through names and read them as fast <laughs> as I can. And maybe sometimes it's funnier to He's afraid up. of falling into his native French accent and he doesn't want anyone to know. Uh, so he has to seem like an idiot instead of the elegant Frenchman that he really is. We. Oui. <gasps> what? No! Anyway, <laughs> you can find out more of how French Tyler is at Apocalypto underscore 12 in various places on the internet. My name is Mark Blair, but be sure to follow this podcast. And also, we have merch. Yes. You go to store.gmfst.com. You can check out, hopefully, we have some new products up. Some of the old stuff is going to be fading out, and we're getting some new stuff in. So check it out and keep checking it out often. I think you can even subscribe for like email notifications or something. They probably can. That's cool. That's also, um, there might be a cool collaborative effort with uh, another podcast that uh, there's another version of my co-host on coming soon. So you might want to subscribe to that email notification to see when that comes out because I'm betting it would be a limited supply. Okay, fair enough. Bye-bye. Bye.